Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. How are you doing? How are you living? I hope you're all doing well, wherever you're listening to this podcast. We appreciate you for checking out this episode. This episode is with the excellent Black Briar. I sat down with Zoe and Rene of Black Briar to talk all about their brand new record, A Dark Euphony. And it is a fantastic conversation. It's a fantastic album. These guys are just fantastic. What a lovely, lovely bunch of human beings Black Briar are, and this conversation is. And I want to do a massive shout out to the lovely folks over at Nuclear Blast Records for sending us across the album um, and for obviously in setting up this interview and just generally just working with us for the last year or so. Um, it's been a fantastic, fantastic uh, kind of ongoing relationship and connection that we've had with Nuclear Blast. And we do not take it lightly, we don't take it for granted, and we are so fucking grateful for all the support that they've given us and also all of the PR people uh, over the last year and the, over the last couple of years that have worked with us, we're so fucking grateful because without your support as as PR people and PR agencies and, and managements and things like that, this podcast literally wouldn't exist in the way it does. So we're so fucking thankful for everyone who has supported the show from the media kind of side of the uh, of the game, but also you guys for listening at home. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to say on the matter of that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to shut the fuck up and let you listen to my conversation with Zoe and Rennie of Black Briar on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. Let's get to it. Hi guys, welcome back to the Nevermind Poly Podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my pleasure to bring you this interview with the excellent Black Briar. How are we doing, guys? How's things? Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having us, Matt. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Doing very well. Good to be here. (laughs) Absolutely lovely stuff. So we've got Rene and Zora. Have I got everything correct so far? We were just discussing this. Yeah, Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Lovely job. Um, so we're here predominantly to talk about the new album, which is the dark. Oh, see, I'm going to struggle now. I've got. Do you want to say it for me? Because I'm just going to absolutely butcher it. I don't know why. Dark euphony. Dark euphony. Thank you so much. Laura. Again, my brain doesn't want to work. Dark euphony out on the 29th of September. Um, as people listen and watch this interview and things, it will be out everywhere. People can go and listen to it, which I highly recommend. Like pausing this interview, go and listen to it, and then coming back. <laughs> That's kind of always always good. But um, how are you guys feeling ahead of its release? Very excited. I can't wait to finally let everybody hear the songs. Mm. We've been listening to it for a very long time. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, we really want to share it with the world. Yeah. Absolutely. That that's always the thing, isn't it? Because when you create a record, it's like you have this is probably like again, correct if I'm wrong, it's probably like a year and a half, two years in the process of making it and yeah. things. So once you finally release it to the world, it's coming like a oh, I'm glad that's done. And everyone's then it's like, Oh my god, it's amazing, or whatever. <laughs> oh, that's great, fantastic. Like it's nice to finally get that release of going, Cool, it's finally it's no longer ours anymore. It's now your guys as the fans <laughs> and people listening to it, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we have been working on it, yeah, like you said, for two years. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's, uh, we have been hearing it for a lot of times mm. and uh, yeah, for us it feels very different because yeah, yeah, totally. 
and to the rest of it will all be new <laughs> absolutely I, I wanted to quickly touch on um the cause of shipwreck the last record that you guys put out in 2021 does does when, when you write a new record when you go to approach a new record does the last record uh, play on your mind or is it a case of that's done on to the next thing how does it did you approach it differently from from the last record writing this one um I don't think we have the the cause of shipwreck in mind when we start writing new things. No, yeah, of course. I just uh, uh, I'm just waiting for new inspiration to come and just write. Yeah, yeah. it st starts with my lyrics, so we we all uh, have to wait until I write something. <laughs> sure. And whenever I do, we try to uh, make it into a song. Yeah, whatever that is. Absolutely. Do you, do you have do you do you find um like writer's block or anything like that ever a problem? Because I know being a creative person, although I don't write music and write things like that, I sometimes like I'll try and I know in my head what I want to portray, but I've got no means of doing it. Oh. I don't know what like it's is the absolute worst. How do you kind of get around that and combat yeah. if you have from that? I do, and I have no solution. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would have the answer. <laughs> no, unfortunately not. I've Googled and like what to do with a writer's block but uh yeah i just have to wait until something eventually comes and it always it always does so that's good <laughs> absolutely how how did this how did this process of this record begin then for you guys how how does like the writing process as you say it starts with it starts with you mm -hmm. or writing lyrics and things but then does that build upon that and then like sort of thematically and things like how does it all come to be uh yeah um, I start with lyrics, then I come up with a melody, uh, vocal-wise, so without any music still, I record it, and then I send my focus to René, mm -hmm. and he, yeah, then it's it's his turn to, they make, he makes some music based on my vocals. Mm -hmm. For and sure. Do you, I was going to say, René, do you ever find that a difficult thing? Because <laughs> that's the thing, I guess, like, having someone else's <laughs> interpretation of what they want versus what you want is, and again, being in a band is is a collaborative thing. Do you ever struggle with that and go, what on earth has she sent me? I've got yeah. no idea how to work Literally <laughs> all the time. So every single song that, you yeah. know, that that turns up in my mailbox, basically, yeah. it's always the same struggle. So mm -hmm. it's always like, oh, what did she send me this time? And I start <laughs> listening to it, and I fully understand where her inspiration comes from and what she's trying to do. Yeah. And it's very uh, interesting most of the times. Yeah. And, you know, it takes me a while to, you know, get used to her concepts. But then, uh, you know, one song can, it can, you know, fully grow into a full song within four hours. Yeah. And amazing. sometimes I stare at the music literally for <laughs> four weeks. And I'm like, ah, I don't, I, I just don't know what to do with it. I like it, mm -hmm. but it nothing comes to mind. But luckily that doesn't happen too often. So usually it's all very straightforward in terms of me understanding where Sora wants to go with the song. <laughs> and then, you know, and naturally it just comes. And, you know, we're a perfect combination of, um, you know, Sora writing all the lyrics and the melodies mm -hmm. and, you know, me doing the, the music, it just fits like a glove usually. So that's something that, that I personally am very proud of our workflow. It's, yeah. it's but, yeah. not very traditional. So it yeah. can be a struggle, but I think uh, that's with uh, all the songwriters. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing as well. Um, so this is, if I've got my notes correct, this is the second record, uh, a full length record you guys have yeah. done a number of EPs and things. And 
the singles that I've heard, because I'm a, I'm a mere peasant amongst humans saying that I've not heard the record yet. I've got to wait like everybody else to hear it. Uh, it's not dropped in my inbox just yet. So I'm, I'm excited to cat, to hear it. But again, it's, the singles just sound like uh, an evolution of the band, but yet retaining everything that is great about the band, if that makes sense. It's just a case of this is exactly like what I expect from you guys because it's great. But also there's like little evolutions. There's little like kind of uh, little bits that kind of go, oh, that's interesting. That's kind of where you've expanded the sound here, expanded it there. How do you, how do you um, sort of go about that? Because that's the thing as well. The debut album, you chuck everything at the wall, right? Most bands do. You've got everything you've like worked on. You chuck it and go, right, cool. Now let's go. I could do that again. And like, <laughs> sort of like, where the fuck do we start? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Do you find that difficult at all? Or? Well, it's funny because you just mentioned what I would usually exactly say. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, this question comes up sometimes and then it's like, yeah, it's everything that you can expect from Blackbriar. Yeah. But, you know, with all these bits and pieces added onto it or uh, you know we experimented a little bit with uh, folky stuff or we experimented a little bit with some darker stuff uh, or Soros experimenting with vocal techniques or whatever but we always stay close to you know our identity basically mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so you basically summed it up already man <laughs> oh, there we go <laughs> I wanted to take things back to the start, if we can, for you guys as musicians, because I think it's really interesting to see where people have come from. Uh, so I'm going to start with you, uh, Zora. Where does your kind of your passion for music come from, and your sort of your singing and things like that? Do you, what was the first? When was the first time you remember sort of hearing music and going, "This is something I could do"? Do you know what I mean? I actually can't remember when I didn't thought of becoming a singer. <laughs> so <laughs> this was always what I wanted to do. My yeah. uh, dad is a guitarist, so. I grew up with a lot of uh, music all in in the house. Yeah. Uh, even slept to it in my uh, uh, baby uh, crib, how do you call it? <laughs> yeah. Um, then I, when I uh, needed to pick like an education after high school, I choose music, of course. Yeah. That's where I met Rene. Yeah, amazing. And that's where we met. And uh, we first we uh, started to work on music together, but it was completely different. It was more yeah. like uh, dark pop kind of style uh kate bush mm-hmm. amazing uh, nice it developed into that, this i've seen that comparison been thro- floating around with with yourself as yeah. a kate bush kind of meets amy lee meets uh, like kind of all these different crazy inspirations and <laughs> that was kind of the initial pitch that was kind of well i need to hear this whatever <laughs> i need to understand what the hell this is because that's a lot of different things you know that's true yeah <laughs> but sure. yeah it, it did start for us like that, you know, Sora, um, she was listening to a lot of Kate Bush uh, like 12 years ago, maybe a little bit more. Yeah. And then we just started making music very similar to that, but, you know, a, a little bit more, um, how do you say it, 20, uh, this era, <laughs> it, it sounded a little <laughs> like, bit different. Like, like 2010s kind of era. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but But it never felt like uh, something that you know we felt like would be successful in terms of whatever goal we had it was very hard to you know reach it and then we went to a slash concert in the netherlands right. and yeah. hailstorm was in the uh, was playing support for slash and we sora was like this is what i want to do it's yeah, it, it, yeah. W- it was so intense and it was everything that you know uh, that rock and roll stood for basically what they did back in those days yeah. So we went home 
and we basically started and formed a new band yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, w- within a few weeks actually Sora's father introduced us to a guitar player uh, in our neighborhood who was uh, uh, for us a very well known guitar player mm-hmm. and and then uh, the ball just started rolling but in yeah. in the early days of black briar it was mostly hard rock and sora was you know be- almost belting <laughs> uh, yeah. completely different it from what we didn't do didn't right fit now. me at all nope <laughs> <laughs> we played a few shows back then and it was uh, a disaster. Yeah. Uh, Sora never felt comfortable no. uh, and we, you know, <laughs> because of it, we didn't feel comfortable. And it's been a journey, you know, looking into what what should we do as a band. Mm. And it, it wasn't even necessarily hearing bands that are well known in this genre right now that yeah. made us do it. It was just an evolu- evolution of what we did in the in the first place but you know our guitarist was already very much into metal music and so yeah it's an evolution of the hillstorm black briar version <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> and yeah uh, this is just where we ended up basically yeah <laughs> with I the help of yoast don't really know how but <laughs> yeah yeah well i i'm i'm all the fourth i'm for it uh, that that's that's the one thing i'm gonna say i'm all for it because like i say it's um, but one question I do want to ask, and and I apologize if it's a little bit too close to the bone or whatever. But do you guys find it slightly? I don't want to put words to have like irritating or annoying because when and I'm going to call them lazy journalists. And I'm not going to you know, but female fronted is one thing, followed by sounds like ex female fronted band because you don't. But just because <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like, and I read it and I'm like, ah, oh, that's just so fucking lazy. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's like, yeah, you've got Zora, who is amazing front woman, you know, at the front of your band, but also like there is so many different, like, if you dig a little bit deeper in terms of like the music that you guys play, there is so many different influences that are not just the headline bands that people just throw out. <laughs> but things. Do you find that irritating? Is that something you ever think about at all? Or uh yeah, I think people just really like to uh relate. Label yeah label the uh Peace. something they know like oh yep. it sounds a little bit like yeah i don't know sometimes it, it it also feels like a compliment of course but yeah of course yeah. That, that's the flip <laughs> there, of course i've got you know it's, it's always nice to be yeah if someone said to me oh i don't know um you are like as good as like i don't know joe rogan or whatever insert <laughs> here i'd be like oh fucking sick i'll take that yeah. but, you know, <laughs> it's always, like it's always the criticism along with it with the negative so that makes perfect sense well, um Go on, Rene. I, I just want to say, to me, it's sometimes a little bit funny because, you know, um, when we started this band and a few years later, it, it felt like female-fronted metal was a genre, you know? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, they treated yeah, yeah. it like a genre. And, yeah. you know, I do have to say that we also, you know, not necessarily try to be part of that, mm-hmm. but in, in, in the Netherlands, where we're from, it was like, very uh, uh massive you know uh, yeah, of course. very very uh cool shows were being played yeah. and but a it lot does of... sound sound a bit strange <laughs> it's it it started to sound stranger and stranger as yeah, when the years went by and then we were at a certain point we were like yeah but female fronted is not necessarily a genre no. so <laughs> and th- this was early days black briar you know we didn't know anything we didn't know shit about the whole music industry in the Netherlands. Uh, so, you know, we were only playing local shows and, and we thought that, you know, this band, it, it's this genre, it's female-fronted metal. You know, this yeah, is I, what we do. So we yeah. even called it female-fronted metal ourselves, I think, yeah. some at some point. But 
Now, luckily, we um, evolved as a band. And, <laughs> you know, hopefully, uh, I, I like to think that we started to understand uh, the music industry a little bit better. And, uh, yeah, that's where we are right now. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's the thing as well. It's more just me saying to people who, and I, know I have got journalistic folk who listen to this, it's like, stop being lazy. Just because <laughs> you've got a female in the band and they're the fronting the band, don't be lazy. Obviously, you guys are, are going to be on tour and stuff in support of the album the end of September into October. What can fans expect from the shows? Well, the first uh, couple of shows, the album hasn't even been released yet. <laughs> I know because so, I, I I googled uh, rock yeah. on the lakes and immediately wanted to book flight to Switzerland. <laughs> that looked incredible. Yeah, like, the location couldn't be any better. That's mad. <laughs> yeah, but we won't play the new music, not all yeah. of it at least, on yeah, rock the lakes because that's already this weekend. But yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, for the tour, I'm pretty sure Sora yeah. wanted yeah, to mention yeah, like, that. Uh, yeah, you, go Curry. ahead. That it's going to be uh, very special, I think, because they haven't heard the songs and we are going to play them, uh, almost all of them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm really looking weird. forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's the thing as well. You kind of get, uh, again, I'm speaking for someone who's not a musician, but it's a new sense of kind of uh, revitalization. It's kind of like, cool, like, you know. Again, I always use the the Metallica effect, you know, like Master of Puppets and the Sandman. It's kind of like a noose around their neck because it's like, yeah, they're fucking massive songs, but also <laughs> they must go. Oh, do we have to play this one tonight? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a it's a good problem to have. But like when you do release new music, it's kind of like that's the stuff you're most excited about. Mm, yeah, 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 definitely. As a fan, you can tell if a band believes in their material by how much they play of it. Because you'll go onto a headline tour of a new album and they play like two songs. It's like Hmm. I don't know whether I quite believe your own hype on that one. You don't trust your own material, which is kind of sad, I guess. They don't trust their own material. So hearing you guys say you're playing a lot of it is good news, basically, because you trust your you trust your own instincts and you go, yeah, we're confident in the material, if that makes sense. Well, I'd like to touch on that a little bit because mm, of course. you're you're fully and completely right. Mm. But I, I do believe that most of the bands will play most of the new music at first. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, then you start to understand whether or not a song might work live because that's also something that we still have to explore for this new album. Yeah. Will these songs work live? Like, will they have the same energy as we intended on the record or even better live? Um, and even more funny, when we, you know, make a track list for our live shows, yeah. we obviously also look at which songs are being streamed mainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 and that's where it starts getting weird, <laughs> because for us, <laughs> yeah. our very first EP, which is called Fractured Fairy Tales EP, has an intro, and the intro yeah. is called Prelude, yeah. and it's a one-minute song. Yeah, but that song somehow popped up, and <laughs> it's being streamed like crazy right now. On, the, we, on number one, exactly. <laughs> it's it's really? it's currently wow. one of the most streamed <laughs> songs that we have. Yeah, and it all of a sudden, and we are we actually thinking about. Should we play this intro live? <laughs> yeah, just because people are listening to it that much. So yeah, it's it's funny to you know how things all uh, like are connected or influence each other when you make decisions to play a live show. It's it's not necessarily oh we have a new album so we need to play all these songs live. Yeah, you know, we also keep in mind which songs, even old ones. Uh, luckily, work. luckily, I am not tired of the old songs yet. <laughs> well, that's good, that's good, for sure, 
because that's the thing as well like uh, again i i'm what you'd call uh, a music obsessive and that's never a bad thing i don't think but like i'll go and see a band and they don't play a particular b-side of a cover of like their mm-hmm. first record or the first ep and i'm like ah, ah and i'm like because they'll play it and the only person or maybe like one of two people who are going absolutely mad with me and like one of the person the other side of the venue and i'm like oh i totally get it it's just me like i'm just being the weird individual fan like, <laughs> probably yes <laughs> it can be a really, it can be a really difficult thing sometimes yeah um, speaking of uh strange and, and and weird things where is the strangest place or the weirdest place you guys have played a show now i've kind of i ditched this question off early 2023 and i kind of brought it back because it's gotten some good responses but it doesn't have to be a negative thing because that's where your mind initially goes like oh where's like the worst place we've played does it just like strange where you look, kind of look around and gone why the fuck are we here? Like, <laughs> I've got two. Yeah, I have the one that comes to mind as well. Yeah, I, I'm, I think we have the same one. Well, you go ahead then. It was uh, with the army. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. that's my number one. All right. Okay. So I've reeled the the reeled the uh, the rod in, and I'm already hook, line, and sink. <laughs> I'm already in. I'm already locked in. Let's go. <laughs> well, it, this was a cool story because you know we uh, and this was before we made like this symphonic thingy that we do right now but um somehow a local friend of ours invited us to play a a party basically and Mm -hmm. we thought it was going to be a very small party (laughs) so and and they didn't have any musical equipment necessarily no sound systems so we brought it all and you know we drove with our fan to the army base basically but and they just said it was a small party yeah, but then it turned out to be like half of the army that was stationed there just right. went, uh, came back from training in in Poland, I believe it was. So they were all fired up and you know happy to be back home, and you know they wanted to have a party. Yeah, it was crazy. Our <laughs> light equipment literally was thrown in the venue. It it went from side the to tables, side. Tables, 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 well, yeah. chairs, everything was yeah. going through the air. And we, I even had to stop a few times playing the drums to, you know, get a hand on on a, on a stand to make sure everything stayed. It was crazy. So that was a very pleasant surprise. Actually, yeah, it was very yeah. very uh, strange but nice. <laughs> yeah, and it was weird, but it's so like cool. um, it's like they've booked you guys, but they thought you were like a hardcore band. Yeah, you exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Like crowd turned up. It's like, hang on a minute. I mean, we're still going to go hard. So, like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they were, you know, expecting a cover band or whatever. But uh, yeah. you know, they were all there just to be home and have a party. And yeah. you know, we were there to play, and it all it fit perfectly. So it was a very uh, pleasantly surprising evening. <laughs> so, what was the second one then? Well, for me, it was because we were also, you know, a little bit going to the weird side. <laughs> mm. It was the basically sex club in uh, oh. in Nuremberg in Germany. Okay. So, you know, when I said I was in, I'm now all in. I'm sorry, <laughs> half in. I'm now like hook, line and sink, sink. I'm all in. Well, it's, it's a very cool venue in Germany. And, yeah. you know, they have like all these, well, parties, basically. And yeah, yeah. I, I just <laughs> remove a certain word. Yeah, it's okay. And and we were there playing with a few other symphonic metal bands. And yeah. it's a regular thing, you know. They have like live music there every weekend. Yeah. But we didn't know it was a sex club. So yeah. our backstage literally had all the equipment to have a very nice party. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy sex stuff, all these weird uh weird uh, tables and things. It was like 
mind blowing. Yeah. But it was a very good and nice <laughs> evening, not going to lie. Love that. That's the thing. Like, I'm so fucking socially awkward about these things. So I would just not know where to put my face. But I just, I exactly. would just, be, I would just be like, what the fuck? I mean, we're going to play the show because we're getting paid, but fucking what the fuck? <laughs> like, mad. I love that. Well, <laughs> the problem with this venue was you didn't know whether or not you could sit at certain ta- uh, oh, sure, couches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, hmm, should we sit here? Like, <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> when you when you started this band, I bet you didn't need to know the sex etiquette, the etiquette of a sex club to like oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't in the job description. Exactly. <laughs> but it was a very cool uh experience again. You know, we we've had very uh we've been very lucky with different experiences which which you know make our journey uh, all that much more fun. <laughs> Absolutely. You are you are one of the reasons I put that question back in, just for answers like that. <laughs> that's, that's good. Why that's staying for the rest of the year, that question. Um, and so I've got I've got another one, right? And I'm gonna explain it a little bit to you, right? So if you buy into this question, the better the answer will be, right? So basically, when Spotify buys this podcast, right, like they do Joe Rogan and all the rest of it, and I've got loads of Spotify money to play with, I'm gonna create my own festival, right? And it's going to be in a big, massive field. So there's no like, there's no boundaries. It's just this huge, vast open space. And I've got loads of money. So it's all good. I'm going to invite you guys to come down and play like I do every single guest that's been on. But what I would like to know is what you'd like to add to the rider of the festival, right? And because we've got Spotify's big lot load of cash injection, there's no reason you can't have anything you want. You can have whatever you want. And also because it's in a massive field, again, you can kind of have whatever you want, right? So to give you a bit of context for this, I had, uh, I'll give you the two examples I always give. And that is, I had Andy from therapy on and he said, I just want like clean socks, clean underwear, like fruit, water, all the kind of not boring, boring stuff. Yeah, <laughs> really simple stuff. He's like, yeah, I just want that. It's fine. Right. And I love Andy's a bit. So <laughs> I'm not slagging him off. If he was listening. Anyway, all the way over to um, Matt from August Burns Road. He said to me, I want like a full, like monster truck rally set up at the festival. Right. So that's like the two ends of the spectrum. And we've also had like people who go like really weirdly specific on things. Like I want like this bottle of Italian red wine from this vineyard. And they make like 50 bottles a year and like it gets really niche. So what would you like to add to the venue, to the rider? Um, gin tonic, gin and, tonic <laughs> and, okay. and cats. Oh, see, you've just, you've just won the hearts of everyone here because I'm such a cat fan like cats hundreds how many how where are the cats going to be like we need to like talk about this where were the cats going to be oh in the backstage or on stage everywhere (laughs) i mean we're going to have to keep the cats away from the black metal bands i'm sorry that's a poor joke and i can't help it i just had to make (laughs) help it but yeah oh my god right so is it is it japan they have like an island of cats you know am i right there's i'm somewhere in the world there's like there's an oh, there's an island somewhere in the world. I think it's off the coast of Japan. Probably I, got that. I wrong. did see it, but I I'm not sure where it is. <laughs> yeah, they've got more cats on this one island. Than yeah, they do yeah. yeah, I think and it I, is. I want to just move there. That's where I want to be. Like, <laughs> or you just held the festival there, man. Saved it. Oh, there we go. That's sorted. Um, <laughs> and what, was your, what was your one, Zora? Again, it was cats and gin and tonic. Yeah, gin and tonic is kind of easy. That's fine. I, I'm not yeah. going to no beef for that. Um, <laughs> you, really, you don't what, need what, Spotify money for that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. What about you, Renee? What are you adding? Well, I was thinking more along the lines of army and a sex club. So maybe <laughs> combine those two. <laughs> no. uh, I don't know, man. Jesus, absolutely what would nailed. I want? Uh, yeah, now, well, we definitely should have a sex club there. But 
Yeah. Um, no, I, I don't know, man. You know, we're simple folk. So like the gin and tonic sounds actually quite nice to have. And yeah. I would like um, not, I would like there to be no rain. Can you yeah, make that, that happen? Yeah, that's so fair. That we need rain. to have a roof, I think. Yeah, that's really so good. Shout. No, uh, not too much uh, mud. Okay, so what the we people. Can do, right, this is going to be so British centric, and I apologize. Well, I say I say British centric. Tennis is kind of universal, right? But at Wimbledon, they have like the big covers, so when it starts exactly. to rain, they pull the covers over. I mean, they do that at most like football stadiums as well. But yeah, pretty much just a mat. Yeah, we could make that work. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, for the rest, it depends on what slot we play. You know, mm. if if it's uh, early in the day, then we're going to need a lot of gin tonic. So then yeah, you yeah. might need the uh, Spotify money. Sure. Uh, but if it's later, then you know we need to uh, make sure and that M and M's. Every... You want M and M's? Oh yeah, I, uh, definitely. I love M and M's. What, what's your M and M choice? Are you are you the, the chocolate or are you? I'm the, the peanut, peanut thingy. You're the, you're the peanut guy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Is I'll that bad? What, no, no, no. I've just got a quick oh. funny story about um about M and M's. So there's the M and M store in Leicester Square in London, and I went when I was about I don't know probably 19. Went in there just a fucking overjoyed kid, like just wanting all the sugar. And I didn't realize how expensive it is, right? So I was just me just filling up all these things. I was like, oh, this is fucking sick. Got to think, paid for it, like 30 pounds, 30 <laughs> British pounds of fucking M&Ms, right? And the worst part of that story is I can't stand the peanut ones. They were all <laughs> fucking peanut. <laughs> uh, like you got fucked. Level. And I went on the peanut level and just got all, ah, ridiculous. My friends <laughs> me the entire day, but uh, oh, wow. time. <laughs> I had a similar thingy at the movie theaters. They for the first time they had like the M and M dispenser, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was also going nuts. Yeah, and, absolutely. But it was crazy expensive just to yeah. have the cup filled with M and M's. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I never did that again. Well, that's the thing. Do... they sort of said to you like I was like thirty pounds, and I was like, when? When? Was <laughs> like how is that? They're like, well, you filled it up, sir. And I was like, ah, right. I see the fatal error of, of my ways here. I've got. <laughs> hard too early that's yeah, exactly <laughs> oh yeah lovely stuff um i've got one final question uh before i let you both on your way uh, and that is a question i've asked every single band who's been gracious enough to give me their time so that you could selves today and that is what is the best thing about being in a band for the both of you obviously you can answer individually but yeah for the both of you best thing you go first <laughs> i'm gonna say We've had people say, we've had people say like something really just like really nice and sweet and short, or it can be something really elaborate. But it's kind of, although we did have one, uh, one one guy who was in death metal band who just went nothing, just with the straightest face you've ever seen, which was kind of on brand, to be fair. So I respect it. <laughs> I, just, I I really like uh, the process of creating something and finally getting the end result. That feeling mm -hmm. that that I think it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I fully <laughs> agree with that. And, and you know, um, growing as a band is, you know, you're, the question is, what what is the most enjoyable thing, basically, about being a band or in a band? And, sure. you know, I think um, we, we've come so far and, and grew as persons also. And that's why, you know, I, I like, uh, yeah, it's just a very pleasant journey to be honest with you it's also very hard work <laughs> mm -hmm. but yeah it, you learn so much that i uh yeah yeah it's a I, fucking boring I, answer i know <laughs> i really i really <laughs> like seeing people sing along as well that's always very special so yeah absolutely 
is there anything that we need to talk about? Anything we need to plug? Anything I may have forgotten or gotten wrong? <laughs> well, you got it all wrong, but no, <laughs> no uh, it was very enjoyable. I, I don't think we didn't touch on, I think we touched on everything, you know, so um, it was a very fun and enjoyable uh, interview. Thank you, Matt. Yes, really thank you appreciate so much. you. And uh, we appreciate your listeners. And, uh, you know, we hope to uh, meet you one day. Absolutely. Yeah. Looking Lovely forward stuff. to that. Maybe you should book that ticket to uh, Switzerland. <laughs> you know what? It's it's on the bucket list. I've I've always toyed with the idea of um getting like an RV and doing like a European. But again, out of me and my partner, I'm the only one who drives, and she'll just sleep the entire way. Which I don't blame. <laughs> her. If, if, if the shoe's on the foot, I'd definitely just sleep all the long journeys. But yeah. hey, never mind. Um, is there anything you want to say to the people listening and watching at home? I think you've kind of already said it, Rene. But yeah, just anything to close up with. Well, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening and uh, we do hope that you guys enjoy the new album hopefully yes. you'll listen to it <laughs> and please let us know what you think of it because that's um, to us very important you know getting the feedback and um, yeah it's uh, always enjoyable to read uh, all the comments and learn from them so yeah Absolutely. we wish you all the best Love <laughs> Anything to add, Zara? Zora, Zora, sorry, Zara, sorry, sorry. Zora. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. Yeah. Lovely job. Lovely job. There we go. Uh Black Bright on the Nevermind Poly Podcast. We will see you all very soon. Peace and love, and um, we'll catch up soon. See you later.